48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. A member of LegCo's transport panel says better technology is needed to inspect infrastructure here following the snapping of a steel cable on the cross-border Shenzhen Bay Bridge. Civic Party leader Alvin Young says pan-Democrats won't give up their fight against proposed changes to Hong Kong's extradition arrangements. And Kowloon Motorbus has apologised after a breakdown in its computerised rostering system for drivers led to disruption this morning. A member of LegCo's transport panel says better technology is needed to inspect infrastructure here. Michael Teen was commenting days after a steel cable snapped on the cross-border Shenzhen Bay Bridge. Parts of the bridge will be closed for three weeks for repairs. Mr Teen said the incident was unusual but should pose no safety concerns. Why did we not have a better inspection system using technology to predict the condition of the cable inside the uh, protective grout? Government Highway Department has confirmed with me that they have not employed such methodology. Their argument is that they don't believe this kind of thing exists. But I said, have you gone look? All right, so they're now going to look into that. Mr Teen also called again for the partial opening of the Sharting to Central Rail Link, saying problems at his Hong Hom station should be separate from issues concerning missing safety inspection documents at other stations. He said none of the stations on the new link so far had a complete set of those documents. He said the government could approve a partial opening or could break open and inspect parts of the stations with missing documents before approving an opening. Mr Teen estimated the link could be partly functioning by the end of the year if the government goes ahead with this suggestion. I'm a very positive person. I want to be very proactive, looking at how we can separate issues and do one thing at a time. There's no reason why SCL cannot commence partial operation while it would take maybe months and years to fix the Hong Kong station problem. Let's separate the two issues. Civic Party leader Alvin Young says pan-Democrats won't give up their fight against proposed changes to Hong Kong's current extradition arrangements. Security Bureau has proposed changing the law to make it easier to hand over fugitives to the mainland and Taiwan, which lack formal extradition deals with the SAR. The pro-democracy camp argues that the proposal is risky for Hong Kong due to Beijing's record on human rights and rule of law. Mr Young says it, they'll focus on educating the public about the potential dangers. We will not miss any single opportunity to educate Hong Kong people. Uh, we'll do it either online or offline. We'll do it on the streets. Uh, we'll try to make sure that Hong Kong people will be fully aware of the facts and they will understand what's really going on. The public will understand devils in the details and there will be sufficient force to send a very strong and clear signal and message to the government not to do it. Kowloon Motorbus has apologised after services were disrupted this morning following a breakdown in its computerised rostering system for drivers. Photos on the internet showed dozens of bus drivers waiting in long queues at bus depots for their rosters. Hundreds of passengers waited at a bus stop in Two Moon at one point as buses were delayed. The Transport Department said it had been notified about the incident. A hospital authority official says a further relaxation of restrictions on overseas doctors coming to work in Hong Kong would be worth considering. Currently, doctors who have completed medical training overseas are still required to pass an exam and intern for a year in Hong Kong in order to work here. In an interview with RTHK, the authority's chief administrative manager, Dr Sharon Wong, said there could be discussions on whether the one-year internship requirement could be scrapped. 
prosecution and defence have summed up their arguments in the case of Howard Lamb, a Democratic Party member who in 2017 claimed he had been abducted and tortured by mainland agents. Hattis Wong reports. In his final submission, the prosecution said Howard Lam had rationalised his route in Mong Kok in order to show that he had been abducted after he went into a toilet in a restaurant. But he said CCTV footage suggested it could not have happened, adding that not a single witness saw anything abnormal in the BC streets of Mong Kok in August 2017. Mr Lam has denied filing a false report to the police that he was bundled into a van by Mandarin-speaking men as he was shopping in Mong Kok before being tortured and dumped on a beach in Saikong. The prosecution says the fact that Mr Lam didn't remove the staples in his thighs but called a press conference the next day suggested he was staging a show. The court also heard that Mr Lam wasn't cooperative when the police asked to follow up, but Mr Lam interrupted and told the prosecution lawyer not to tell lie. The prosecution said the evidence was crystal clear and that Mr Lam's story was a lie. But a lawyer for the defence said the prosecution had failed to prove its case beyond reasonable doubt. He said the prosecution couldn't be entirely sure that the time of footage was correct and there was a rather long section of a road that was not covered by CCTV cameras. He said the defendant should be given the benefit of the doubt if the prosecution couldn't prove he was definitely not abducted in that area. The defence lawyer also said his expert also confirmed the injuries found in Mr Lam matched with his description, a point that the prosecution didn't dispute. And based on this, he said his client should be acquitted. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison says three major political parties have been subject of a cyber attack. Members will be aware that the Australian Cyber Security Centre recently identified a malicious intrusion into the Australian Parliament House computer network. During the course of this work, we also became aware that the networks of some political parties, Liberal, Labor and Nationals, have also been affected. But our cyber experts believe that a sophisticated state actor is responsible for this malicious activity. Mr Morrison said Australia had acted decisively to protect its national interests and there was no evidence of electoral interference. The chairman of the United States Senate Judiciary Committee, Lindsey Graham, says his panel will investigate allegations that the Deputy US Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, considered constitutional measures to remove President Trump from office in 2017. I think everybody in the country needs to know if it happened. It's stunning to me that... One of the chief law enforcement officers of the land, the acting head of the FBI, would go on national television and say, oh, by the way, I remember a conversation with the deputy attorney general about trying to find if we could replace the president under the 25th Amendment. We're a democracy. People enforce the law, can't take it in their own hands. And was this an attempted bureaucratic coup? I don't know. Mr Rosenstein has dismissed the allegations, saying it was just a joke. The former acting director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, told CBS Television that Mr Rosenstein discussed how many cabinet members would support invoking the 25th Amendment of the Constitution after Mr Trump's abrupt dismissal of FBI Director James Comey. The discussion of the 25th Amendment was, was simply Rod raised the issue and discussed it with me in the context of thinking about how many other cabinet officials might support such an effort. The deputy attorney general was definitely very concerned about the president, about his capacity and about his intent at that point in time. 
Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido says he hopes to enlist one million volunteers by next Saturday to distribute the humanitarian aid supplied by the US and other countries, which is currently in Colombia. Mr Guaido says he wants a humanitarian avalanche to deliver it. But, Mr. but President Nicolas Maduro is refusing to allow it in, saying the operation is a cover for a US invasion. US Senator Marco Rubio visited the border to show his support. What is happening in Venezuela is a man-made crisis of epic proportions, not caused by a natural disaster, but by a man-made one. A criminal regime that is willing to starve and kill its own people before it gives up power. A Russian flag has been has briefly appeared on Salisbury Cathedral in southern England, the city where a Russian double agent, Sergei Skripal, was poisoned with a nerve agent last year. The flag was seen on scaffolding on the building and later taken down. The near-fatal attack on Mr Skripal and his daughter has been blamed on Russia. The local MP, John Glenn, condemned its appearance. Well, it's disrespectful and it's antagonising the um, community. After the Novichok attack, obviously last year, both of them, and the recent anniversary that's coming up on the 4th of March, yeah, it's just really insensitive. Pathetic, really. A woman died from Novichok poisoning after she found the remainder of the nerve agent in a bottle three months later. The Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who's in Pakistan, has announced provisional deals worth a reported twenty billion US dollars. They include an eight billion dollar oil refinery. Islamabad relies on Riyadh for large scale loans and investment. At a banquet in Islamabad, the Crown Prince said Saudi Arabia looked forward to working with Pakistan. Last year, 2018, Pakistan GDP grew uh, by 5%. So uh, we believe that Pakistan is going to be a very, very important country in the coming future. And we want to be sure that we are part of that. So uh, we are waiting for that kind of leadership to uh, partner with and to build a lot of things together. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan welcomed the move. Saudi Arabia has always been a friend for Pakistan. Saudi Arabia has been a friend when Pakistan has needed friends. So Saudi Arabia has always been a friend in need, which is why we value it so much. The lawyer for the family of the British woman who ran away to Syria as a schoolgirl says she's given birth to a boy in a refugee camp. Last week, Shamima Begum told a newspaper she wanted to return to Britain to raise her third child after losing two others from malnutrition while with the Islamic State group. Tasneem Akunji is her family's lawyer. They're obviously very happy and joyous that um, Shamina's successfully given birth and that she's healthy. That's with the background to her losing two of her children only a couple of weeks ago, really. So they're very concerned about the, um, the health of the baby and the, the facilities that are available for, for looking after a child who's, whose mother has suffered the conditions she suffered. Finance and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,321. That's 420 points up from the previous close. Market turnover was $53.1 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.49 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 13 cents. Sport now and here's Adam Chern. Hong Kong's women's cricket team opened their World Cup qualifying campaign today against the UAE. It's part of a seven-team round-robin competition taking place in Thailand over two weeks. 
The top team will advance to the global qualifiers for the 2020 ICC T20 World Cup in Australia and the 50 overs World Cup in New Zealand. Here's the Hong Kong captain, Mary Cohill. Every game, we have to take it, take it one game at a time, but our ultimate goal is to qualify for the World Cup. Um, and yeah, I think we don't want to look, obviously there's a big end goal, but we don't want to rush too fast and um, panic in that sense. So we're going to take it one game at a time and look at the small goals and just beat UAE first. To football, where Real Madrid have thrown away a golden opportunity to put pressure on Barcelona in the Spanish title race. At Real Madrid's Bernabeu Stadium, the underdogs Hirona came from behind to record a surprise 2-1 win. Casemiro gave Real a first-half lead, but Christian Stuani's penalty and Porto's header gave victory to the visitors. Real captain Sergio Ramos was sent off on the 90th minute for a second yellow card. Their manager, Santiago Soleri, is not giving up on the title, despite the gap getting bigger. Well, it is a shame we missed out on points. Our rivals Barcelona and Atletico Madrid both won this weekend. And we've taken a step backwards because we were on a good run. We managed to recover many points in the race to catch Barcelona, but now we've fallen further back. We're going to continue the fight. Next week, there's another match. Of course, our opponents play as well. All of the matches are difficult, regardless of who you play against and regardless of where your opponents currently sit in the table. We're going to continue to try and win and try to win La Liga. To the English FA Cup, where Crystal Palace are into the quarterfinals. They beat third-tier Doncaster Rovers 2-0. Palace boss Roy Hodgson says they could have lost if they hadn't shown respect for the opponents. These matches are real banana skins really because people don't give Doncaster Rovers and this type of team the credit that they should do we did, we we watched them I said in my press conferences before the game this is going to be a very tough game they're a good side, they'll cause plenty of problems and, and they did Wolves also avoided an upset. They beat second-tier Bristol City with Ivan Cavallero scoring the only goal. Swansea reached the quarterfinals for only the fifth time in their history. They fought back to beat 10-man Brentford 4-1. The only quarterfinal place remaining will be decided tonight when Chelsea take on Manchester United. The draw for the last eight will take place after that match. And as you look at sports... And to end the news of top stories once again, member of LegCo's transport panel says better technology is needed to inspect infrastructure here. Civic Party leader Alvin Young says pan-Democrats won't give up their fight against proposed changes to Hong Kong's extradition arrangements. And Kowloon Motorbus has apologised after a breakdown of its computerised rostering system for drivers led to disruption this morning. That's the news from RTHK. An international station for an international city. This is Radio 3. It's time to recycle glass bottles. Glass bottles for drinks, food and sauces can be recycled after rinsing. Convenient collection points are now available at private housing estates, public housing estates, government facilities, community green stations and shopping malls. The catering sector is also participating. Take note of the glass bottle recycling bin. Don't get it mixed up. Visit the Environmental Protection Department webpage for details. Dump less, save more.